can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. It's Heather with Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. So today I want to talk about how to hire non-experienced people, because as we know, everybody in this industry is having a hard time finding labor, whether it be office labor, whether it be field labor, salespeople, whatever your business needs. So we need to start thinking outside the box, right? So these are just a couple of things that I have come across for my own business that has helped me a lot. And surprisingly, I was on the fence about some of them, and they actually turned out to be pretty okay. Um, So the first one's going to be college. Believe it or not, a lot of y'all know that there is a trades college, there's four years college, there's all kinds of college, right? By my house, I have a small community college, and we have a lot of trade community schools as well. I find that the trade community and the smaller colleges help out a lot. So whenever I need help with something, you can actually get people from those colleges to be able to come and and work with you. I post on the job boards up there with my direct contact information versus my office information because I want to be able to talk to these people directly. I want to find out kind of what their level of mentality is because we all know college people are not always exactly into the working more so than the parting. But the trade colleges for me have been wonders like especially if you're looking at like the contractor side for masonry, right? The masonry, the automotive, those industries have been well for me worked well for me. And you just have to know going in that these people, most of them are not going to stick around, right? They're in college to do what they want to do. So some of them do stick around and some of them do not. So keep that in mind whenever you're handling that situation because don't get don't get attached to these people where it's like, oh, shit, I can't run my business now without them. Or they may just be summer help because they go to school. And you'll have to realize that they're going to have to work around a lot on their schedule with with the college. Um, so outside of those those two, those two work well. Again, trade school for me has been really great. And then college number two. Number three is actually going to be day laborers. So don't hate me on this, but I have hired some day laborers to do like digging stuff, like the hard manual stuff that I don't want to do and neither do my guys, at least some of my guys. Um, and those day laborers actually end up sticking around for a long time. Like I've had one go with me for a few years and it's been great. Of course, some of the day laborers, you need to know Spanish. I do not, but my foremans do. So they communicate for me or Google maps or not maps. I'm sorry, Google translate or whatever it may be, but I'm trying to learn Spanish (laughs) because I really need to learn Spanish. So, um, 
day laborers, while you have to kind of watch them, obviously, at first, and anybody, for that matter, that you're hiring inside of your business, you want to make sure that you're, you're training them properly for your business standards because they don't have experience. Another thing that I have found kind of helpful is standing in front of, um, sub, um, uh, well, I wouldn't say suppliers, not like SEP and stuff like that because they all have experience, but just known other stores, certain stores, I'm not going to say names, but I think you all know who I'm talking about. And just with a sign on my truck that says, hey, we're looking to hire um, for that. I have never, let me make this clear, I've never taken from another company. I always make people do two-week notices. I don't budge on that because I don't want to be left high and dry um, for that reason as a company. But I have had a couple people do that. But in reality, though, those didn't work out very well for me. Another one that has done really well for me, and you need to check with your insurance before you do what I'm about to tell you, but when people get out of jail or prison, not a lot of people want to hire them because of their background, right? So I've actually hired, when I first started, I was hiring a lot, and they turned out to be some of the best workers that I've ever had. Are you a business whose market is swimming pool service professionals? Place your ad here. Send an email to talkingpools at gmail.com to find out how. But when people get out of jail or prison, not a lot of people want to hire them because of their background, right? So I've actually hired, when I first started, I was hiring a lot and they turned out to be some of the best workers that I've ever had, believe it or not, because they know how hard it is to get a job. And with that background on them. They have parole, they have whatever that they're doing. So keep that in mind as well. You want to make sure the key in hiring people with the background is you want to look for certain stuff, right? I draw the line on certain stuff with what their backgrounds are. And I have an actual conversation with their parole officer or whatever officer that it, it's called at the at the time. I don't remember, but I basically ask who they're reporting to monthly. And then I have a conversation with them like, hey. I'm looking at hiring this individual. What is your assessment on this individual for X, Y, and Z position that I'm looking to hire? And turns out that they are fabulous to work with most of the time. I think I've only had two out of like the 15, 20 that I've hired from coming out of prison that I've actually gone back to their old set ways. Most of them have learned from their mistakes and have moved on from their mistakes. And one of them is doing fabulous right now in DFW with their own pool company. And I'm super happy for them. It's Premium Smith, by the way, in Dallas. So props to y'all. Y'all have been amazing. I'm super proud of you, Will. Um, so everybody needs a second chance. Everybody is hard up looking for jobs. Just be cautious if you go that route and use your, you know, use your brain. Use your common sense to know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happened in the past. Get their undivided attention as to what their actual charges were. Obviously, no murder charges. 
hands down, no sexual related charges. Most of mine were just like petty theft or drug related. And we all do drug tests. You know, everybody, that's kind of a clause for me. You have to be free and clear of drugs going forward. And if I see drugs, you're immediately terminated on my, you know, whatever it may be. I don't, I don't play with that. So those are my kind of top four ones. The next one is a lot of, I don't know if any of y'all dads are in dad groups, but dad groups and mom groups, I have hired people from those groups as well. Craigslist, I've hired from Craigslist. I have hired from individual recruiting companies. So my husband actually got into the pool industry by one of those recruiting companies. It was in Tyler, Texas. And then he went to work for Blue Haven in Tyler. Loved Blue Haven. Loved the owner there. It was super amazing. We are still friends with him to this day. And that turned his job into a career you know we're still sticking with it years later the only thing i would say with the recruiting company is obviously you know you're you're with that recruiting company for x amount of months whatever their contract states before you can actually move over as a full-time employee with that individual company so you want to find out what that is and then as the company you're going to have to pay a higher rate so say you pay your employee 15 dollars an hour you're going to pay that recruiting company probably $2 more because that's how they make their money to be able to hire that individual for you since they're doing all the back-end work for you. So just be cautious with that as well. Just know, know the numbers on that before you decide to move forward with that. Another thing that you can actually look out for as well is whenever you have individuals from like sales, sales groups, like on Facebook, we have a lot of those like contractor looking for work, looking for labor, et cetera. And I even get people that message me on my ads that I run. Like I had four people message me just this weekend asking, are you hiring? Are you hiring for stone and tile and coping and plaster crew or whatever it was a lot? The, the four people that messaged me were all in plaster tile and coping. They did, they did all of that. And unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not hiring for that. But I save their information because it's always good to have a database and I kind of see what their experiences are and then I save it. You want to build up that database. You always want to be taking applications as a business. You never want to stop taking applications because let's say this happened and now you're kind of screwed out of trying to find people to work for you. Let's say you're looking for somebody to deal with the individual outside of the commercial, not the commercial, I'm sorry, the construction side. Let's say you're looking for electrical like your tdlr so i actually go on our tdlr website and for texas because you have to be licensed in texas and i just kind of go down the list i look and see where the individuals are because you have to put your name your address so on and so forth and so it's public information and i'll just shoot them a text message or an email or something and be like hey you know we're hiring for this position are you looking and i've gotten a few people off of that as well some of them were working in other jobs that they just hated and their employer wasn't treating them fairly or correctly or wasn't enough pay, you know, so on and so forth. And I've had some that were like, yeah, I've been in between jobs. I've been trying to find somebody to hire me, but nobody will, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's actually a really good resource as well. If you're looking for individuals in the field that have the electrical training, you can also look up the ones that are before they're taking their test and you can start calling them to see if they need, you know, a job as well. So those are kind of my tidbits on how to help with the labor field that we have going on. You can take it. Just make sure you do your own research. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 